Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organizations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the delightful uh, Glenis uh, Chatterley. Uh, welcome, Glenis. Hello, and thank you. The money's in the post for that. <laughs> well, you know, I always like to start off making the guests feel very welcome and everything else. Uh, no, no money, no money uh, needed at all. Uh, it's, it's great to know you, and it's been great to get to know you over the last few months. And uh, thank you for coming on today. Uh, I'm just going to tell the audience a little bit about you, and then we'll get into some conversation uh, about you. So you're you've got a varied career, uh, varied career in senior management from post office to serial entrepreneur. Uh, you've run successful businesses in interior design, catering company, and you now currently own the Effective Business Network, also known as EBM, uh, which is a business networking which shows. That you don't have to be serious to be serious about your business. And uh, one of the things we will be talking about today is uh, networking. And I've already learned lots from you uh, in the short time of knowing you about networking. And I want my audience to know and learn more about networking because I think there's lots to be learned from yourself. Uh, but before we get into that, um, and uh, just because I'm really nosy, a bit curious, uh, is what do you love about what you do, Glenis? I love the fact that it's meeting people. It's talking to other business people that are usually, in the main, keen to help you. So it's that reciprocal thing. And, and it may not be two people exchanging ideas and support. It might be that, you know, I help somebody who helps somebody who helps somebody. And eventually some of it comes back to me. But I love that. And I love watching people who are new to networking and they slowly develop. You know, mm. I say, well, try doing this instead of that. And then they say, that really worked. Um, so I love that feeling where you see people develop and get confident in what they're doing while they're networking. And what, when did you realise that you enjoyed networking and started to really master it? Was there a moment or did it just sort of happen? No, well, I left the corporate world 25 years ago and what I realised years after was I'd always networked, um, but we used to call it going for a coffee or could we have a meeting or should we have lunch or whatever those variations were. And it wasn't until I came self-employed and I can remember sitting at my desk the first day and thinking, oh, it's me, I'm everything, and I have to do everything and be everything and know everything. And a friend who I'd met um, just by chance had a business, and she got me into networking, formal networking. Um, and when I bought EBN, which many years later, what I did was I took the bits of networking that I liked and that worked for me, and I threw away the bits that I didn't like and didn't work for me. Um, and it's not to say those other bits don't work for other people, but they didn't work for me. So my sort of strategy is the one I share. My techniques are the ones I share because they work for me. Okay. And 
and, and obviously you got into networking, although you said you've been networking all your life. And obviously, whether you start a new business or, or you're a leader in a business, um, people say it's really important to network. You know, your network is worth your net worth and all this type yeah. of thing. What is it about networking? Why, why is it important, not just as a business owner, why is it important for a leader of an organisation to, to create a network? Well, it's, resp- it's important for everybody uh, because if you there is nothing you can't get or want that you can't get from networking if i don't know if i need something and i don't know that person i know, probably know somebody who knows that person so with networking people think it's always in a business situation it's not if you're not talking to yourself you're networking you're sharing information you're help you're telling people about what you've done you know what you're involved in people don't know what you're involved in and they or they think you do a and actually you do b now um so networking is important because it's a way of first of all getting that support system getting people around you who can who may have been through what you're going through because you know it's being self-employed is a very lonely place mm-hmm. and networking allows you to meet other people who are able to so you can support each other mm-hmm. you and that means that you will get work uh, an example when i had the catering company i got the catering company because i was doing a job for somebody as an interior designer and they said and he said how's business and I used to have this very glib line I used to go I'm doing fine but I should get into catering because everybody's got to eat and he said well if you ever decide you're going to do catering let me know because as he owned a gym he, he said I've got an area I want to develop so mm-hmm. I networked to get people who could come and work for me to do that because I don't cook I mean I can but I don't um so it's that opportunities people there are things out there but you might not know them all and when I had the catering company I got a job um, for a, a very prestigious event and I got it because somebody knew me knew that I would fulfill my promise and I got connected to this person who would have never have known me ever I would have never come onto their radar and as a result of that, we fed uh, Princess Anne. We fed Gordon Brown when he was prime minister. Wow. We fed a lot of the great and the good. But it all came because not because I knew those people, but because somebody I knew knew those people and knew that I would fulfil my promise. That's brilliant. That's a really great example of networking. And I, and I like the way you said, if you're not talking to yourself, you're networking. And yeah. And in some ways, it sort of reframes it a little bit. Because I think when you mention the word networking to some people, people get a little bit, oh, no, that's all scary. I've got to go into a room and do pitches, elevator pitches everywhere. And and I've got to get some business and I've got to do referrals. And and it can be feel a bit sort of onerous, can't it, in terms yeah. of that context? And yeah. so how else can you demystify this, this networking sort of word and this sense of fear that people tend to have with, with that word? 
Well, I'll tell you the, the rule that I have that I've shared with people that loads of people have come back and said that was really useful. So, you know, in the days when we all get back together and we're in a huge room and there's hundreds of people and you go in, um, how do I start this? Think three, three and three. So talk to three people that you know very well, but don't stay with them because you know them. Maybe have that, should we do a coffee soon? Let's get in touch. Ask them, who do they know that they think I should be talking to? Mm -hmm. So you've talked to three people you know really well. Then go on to talk to three people that you know a bit and you'd like to develop that relationship. And again, ask, who do you know that you think might be useful for me to know? Mm -hmm. um, and then... Once you've done those two groups, meet three people you've never met before. Now, with a bit of luck, the ones in group one or the ones in group two will introduce you to those other three people. Um, but once you've got nine business cards in your hot little hand or on your app or however technology does it these days, um, then you can sort of go home if you want. You won't. You'll go around again and do another nine. But it breaks it down from being this huge mass of bodies mm. to the people that you want to talk to and you do it one at a time networking is not a sprint it's a marathon yeah. I, in 25 years i've only ever seen one person walk into a room and come out with so much work that he could not continue to network he didn't need to um he came into a group he was a valetor for cars and vans, uh, and uh, there was somebody from BMW who were looking for somebody to come and valet all their cars and vans mm. in three counties. Uh, by the following week, apparently, he had about four vans and a load of people working for him. So, wow. you know, he never had to go networking again. I've seen that once in 25 years. The rest of us, we just have to plod along until we get something and somewhere. So in some ways, because it, it is daunting, and I, and I can't imagine you being daunted because you're you're very confident, very chatty, and you know, and I and I go into those rooms, and, and obviously I've done that for a long time because of uh, COVID, and you go in and you have that feeling, thinking, oh my goodness, you look around, you're trying to find somebody you know, <laughs> which yeah. can be a challenge sometimes. A lot of people there, but it's having that strategy, isn't it? And that's a really yeah. helpful strategy, almost like to start with people you know where you feel comfortable with to get yourself yes. warmed up get that conversation going yeah. get 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 the environment start to feel the environment a little bit and then hopefully use them to sort of link you with other people along down the chain of the unknowns as it were yes so when you get into those conversations because they can depends on the level of the relationship what sort of things do you have in mind to talk about i mean because rather than saying you know how's the weather and or yeah. how is business do you and have any sort of say that's another yeah. one that we get quite a lot um, <laughs> what sort of meaningful ones that don't seem a bit too you know oh goodness that's just a terrible question to ask if you ask the question how's it going nice and open they can yeah. decide whether they're going to tell you the cat's not well or the moving premises and it's always asking um open questions and it's also being open so let's say you're new to networking say to people 
I'm new to this group. I'm new to networking. I'm new to business. People want to help you and they'll go, oh, let me let me introduce you to, you know, mm. I've had people come up to me with somebody in tow and say, this is Glennis. Talk to her. She does networking. She'll help you. And you just think that's somebody going, I can help this person. I can put them in touch with somebody who will be able to help them with their networking. Mm. But I think you just, what you don't do is read your website to people. And when you're looking at them, look at them, not over their shoulder to see if there's somebody who might be more interesting, useful, good looking. Pick your own option, really. Um, But it's, it's that thing about breathe breathe while you're talking don't mm. it, it's not a competition you know we're we're all in this together and we all know stuff that other people don't know and with a bit of luck and the wind in the right direction you get people telling you stuff that you didn't even know you didn't you, you didn't know and you needed to know and yeah. it's it's quite yeah it's brilliant I, I mean in networking, as in life, I've met some of the nicest people I've ever met and some of the weirdest, and I'm not necessarily against weird, but, you know, there are people who are can't get – they sell to you. And, and I always say to people, if you like being sold to, please give me your telephone number because then I can give the person who rings me up at five o'clock on a Saturday afternoon your telephone number and they can sell to you, not to me. But nobody, treat people how you would want to be treated. Treat them with respect. Mm. And and this one's really difficult for me. Give them a chance to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... it's um, it's you know sometimes there's a little boy screaming zip it zip it zip it and eventually I go over to you. Uh, and isn't because I've I've often when you get into conversations with people it's having that um, the right intent isn't it because I think people see networking is all about grabbing business and trying to get your pitch in there. Actually, it's not about that. It's about just getting to know somebody, how you can help them, and if you have the right intent and the genuine want to build a relationship that they can feel it it comes across doesn't it and that yeah. starts to create this relationship and i think it people seem to throw out this they're very good at relationship or networking in their business get into an outside world they go all weird and strange and a bit gawky and and suddenly yeah. can't interact with people and yeah. they've lost all their skills of communication but i um, think that's also the again it i'll give you an example a personal example so uh, me and my beloved we you know we and we are in different worlds really sometimes i think different universes uh, he's a statistician um he's very analytical i'm more this um and when we go to one of his events my job is to introduce him to people in the room that he wants to meet because he's rubbish at that bit. So I do it because I'm okay at that bit. But then they'll have deeper, meaningful conversations and I'll say to them, this is going to get deep and meaningful and I'm a bit shallow, so I'm going to go and have a coffee. Um, <laughs> but it's that thing about – so he – you, I, I, I help him to do better networking. and. Any networker will help other people to mm. do better networking. That's that's the the centre of networking is helping other people. 
Yeah, and and, and you, you mentioned about obviously that that third group in your three three approach. How do you how, how do you go about interrupting? Because obviously, in, in a, when we're all meeting together, we have these you have these conversations. I've been to those networking events. There's two or three people talking, and you've got to try and sort of slide in. And, and so yeah. you might not have anybody to introduce you. You just almost got to barge your way in. And I, I tend to yeah. do it quite badly, to be honest. Um, um, how do you go about that without? making it sort of feel professional and, and sort of grab their attention and, and start that relationship? Well, I'm going to share what my line that I use. And then, you know, whenever I meet anybody, they'll go, oh, I've heard that one before. But <laughs> if, as humans, just very quickly, going back to something you said earlier about uh, dealing with people, if you you will know, humans know, when we're face-to-face, whether we like each other or not within nanoseconds if you don't like somebody treat them with respect and move on if you go into you want to talk to that person and they're in a group if you stand close but not barge in they will encompass you in that group that's what humans do they shuffle around a bit so you're in and and there'll be a pause and they all look at you and I go were you just on the point of signing that million-dollar deal? And if one of them says yes, and there is always one who says yes, I go, hang on, let me get a pen for you then, uh, and then we can chat. But people... So using a bit of humour, a bit of humour there. Yeah, it goes a long way. I mean, appropriate humour. I've heard inappropriate humour as well. Um, Mm. You know, if you can't say it to your grand, don't say it is my rule. Yeah, no. And so you've done your, you've gone into your room, you've you've started with those people you know, and you've worked it out, and you've got to nine conversations. How do we get some sort of follow up? Because follow up is quite important, isn't it, with networking? It's not just about those conversations. It's trying to keep that momentum going, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you don't do anything after the meeting, why did you go to the meeting? I mean, was it a great buffet, or the coffee's a particularly good standard? If you ask, and and it's about you taking control of your marketing, not leaving it for somebody else to decide. Mm. So, for example, I would go on LinkedIn. I've got their business cards. Um, I would go on LinkedIn. I would connect with them and start a conversation. I would ask them as part of that conversation uh, because of GDPR just to clarify are you okay? And this is also useful when we're doing virtual, where we're not actually getting business cards. Are you okay? It's a, I put, it's a GDPR thing. Are you okay for me to add you to my database? And if they come back with yes, then I've cracked it. If they come back with no, then that's fine. And if they ignore it, I ask them again in a different, I've, I've changed the sentence around a little bit. Yeah. But it's then putting them on a database and, well, one of three things. I like the, the number three. So you put your put them on the database and then you're sending them perhaps newsletters. You're not sending them hundreds. I send out newsletters every two weeks. They may get something if we're doing one of our other events, but that's all they'll get. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can obviously unsubscribe. But also it means that um, you can contact them. Let's say you and I met and we go, oh, do you know what? There's loads we could do together. Why don't we go skip the, oh, it's very nice to meet you, and go straight to the let's have a one-to-one and sit down and work out how you can help each other. 
And the other thing you can do is it might be that you're somebody who sells widgets and I need some widgets right now. Mm. I've got that person on my list for my suppliers, but it's me taking control of my marketing Mm. and not going, oh, they didn't ring me. Well, they might not like you. I mean, you know, you have to be honest with yourself sometimes, you know, we're not all at our best all the time. But if you are if if you are working at networking, you have to work at it. It's not mm. it's not magic. It's keeping people close. People I mean, if you're on LinkedIn, let's say so at the moment I'm looking uh, for a mortgage advisors for one of our groups. One of my things I'm doing tomorrow is I'll go through my LinkedIn, type in mortgage advisor and see what I've got. Um, but you have to work at it. It's not just mm. a one-off. And I think the other thing that is vital when you're networking, and I can't, it was somebody famous who said it, it's probably Mark Twain, but I like Mark Twain for most things. Um, if you want to be like that person, you know, you, there's somebody you admire um, and you think, I'd like to be a business person like that person, then dress and act like that person. If they're dressed in a suit, wear a suit. If the people you want to deal with want all wear suits, wear a suit. If they all wear shorts and flip-flops, with me, they probably wouldn't do any business. But it's that thing about realising mm. that we have first impressions are important and immediate. Yeah. And it takes an awful lot of time to... To, to make up if you've made a bad first impression and it all happens subliminally. No, no, totally. I think first impressions are important and it's been appropriate to the context and to the the clients or whoever you're meeting, isn't it? And, yeah. and that could be very casual. It could be very smart depending on who you're dealing with and who you're, how you operate uh, in terms of that context. Um, one thing I was going to say in terms of that follow-up, that follow-up is really quite important, actually. And I think it's not just about collecting business cards and names and LinkedIn connections. And and, and you did it with me. I know we, we, you, you followed up with me and had that sort of conversation and dialogue via LinkedIn afterwards. And, and I think that's that's important. That's that's the nice sort of follow-through. And it could be a one-to-one. It could be a phone call, whatever it is, maybe, or a coffee. Uh, and that that's starting to solidify a relationship, isn't it? Because yes. at the end of the day, it's about building a relationship. Yeah. And and that relationship could be just a a mutual one. And you mentioned before how networking, it's not just about business. It's also about that sort of social interaction and that support and having people around us that it might be we need people. Like you're saying, you might need a mortgage advisor or you might need this person for your business. Um, so you're not actually getting business yourself, but you need it to help sustain your business. Mm. And it's just creating that breadth of people and and it's just good to have people around you who might just challenge your thinking and make you think differently or yeah. have an input or know somebody who, who yeah. could help you. Um, so just stepping back from coming, going into the room, so to speak, what might we think about as a almost an overarching networking strategy? What things do we need to think about in that okay. context? So the, the strategy that works for me, so and, and I would say the caveat that as a self-employed, a business owner or whatever you are, you can ignore everything that I say from this point on. But this is what works for me. So first of all, you should have a networking strategy as part of your marketing. Um, you should do different types of networking. 
so I would class them as three types, uh, the cheap and free, uh, the ones where you turn up and you buy yourself a coffee or they bought you a coffee or whatever, whatever. Um, and some of that, and, and as part of our membership, my members get a directory of all the ones I go to and would recommend. The second sort of the ones where if you did it every day or every week um, or even every month, it would be an expensive marketing tool. Um, but they're the ones that – so, for example, I'm going to resurrect after all this malarkey is over a thing called EBN Diamond where 12 of us come together over an evening meal, possibly 15, over an evening meal, glass of wine, and talk about the challenges of business, not mm. – not, not sort of overriding, but what's your challenge today? Um, now, that's it. That's 65 quid. If you did that every day, that would be expensive. But you should be doing some of that sort as well. Mm. And then membership. And, of course, I'd say membership because mine's a membership organisation. But the reason you should be a member of something is if me, people like me meet you and you say, I never join anything I hear the word hunter. You're after what you can get out of mm. it and not what you can commit to and give to people. Mm. So, and there's loads of hints and tips on our website so people can get some of that stuff. Um, but it's having a strategy and then reviewing it. And the review, the first bit's dead easy. How much have you spent? How much have you made? Dead mm. simple. Pound sign, you're done. The other is much more difficult. And it breaks into two sorts. How much advice, information, support have you got being given that you would have maybe had to pay for, wouldn't have had, didn't know you needed? And mm. try and put a, was that worth it? So try and put something of worth to that. Mm. And then the other is um, how much how many, how much how many people have you met that could become suppliers so you don't because when i was in the corporate world i thought the the stationery fairies filled the stationery cupboard i didn't realize there were people who did that and it came as a bit of a shock when i realized that when i ran out of paper that i had to go and get some um so it's that suppliers who can do what they do which means you don't have to do it and you can concentrate on doing what you do mm. that's interesting and just on on just reflecting on the last 12 15 months of um this wonderful virtual world that we're in now or or slowly, slowly coming out of it how have you found that with your business and and what have been the not only the challenges but what have been the learnings from that cuz i'm sure you've learned loads from it okay so um march 23rd uh two things happened one was on paper i didn't have a business because my business is face-to-face -face networking over breakfast, and that was a bit of a challenge psychologically. At the same time, I'm classed as extremely vulnerable, so I was getting phone calls, letters, emails saying, don't go out, it'll kill you. Um, so I was dealing with my headspace. My group directors took the whole business online, just did it. Um, and we've grown 8.8% .8 in the last wow. 12 months. Um and I think part of it is that because we work under Chatham House rule, which says that you can't attribute something outside of a meeting, people feel supported. I made a decision at the beginning that every working day I would ring three people that I might drop an email to just to say, how are you doing? How's it going? And, and have that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so that was challenging. 
Um, we have grown. What I've learned, uh, and it's the thing we were talking about before, before all this malarkey, I would say um, I had to meet somebody to know whether I like them or not. What I've realised is I meet people and I sort of know I probably would like them. I meet other people, I think, yeah, definite, um, yeah. And I meet some people who, if I never see them again, it will be too soon. And <laughs> they, uh, and so I can cross them off the list when we get back to face-to-face. You know, it's that thing about, I think, people's behaviour, because they're perhaps sat in their front room or, mm. you know, on the bed or wherever they're sitting, it changes behaviour. Um so have you have you noticed that? Have you noticed when you've seen them in person and in virtual context, they're very different? Uh, yes, yes. I mean, I know one or two who I've known for years and tried to keep respectful distance from. Uh, I have just proved it, really, all of that. <laughs> but I've met people that I've thought, oh, um, that's not how you – that's not how you behaved or dressed. You know, people sat that were suited and booted – in a sloppy t-shirt and and it's that thing about you still what what we're all trying to do is get to the point with somebody that they trust us enough to refer us to their best customer Mm. and if you just take a snapshot of quite a lot of people not at the minute perhaps when you've combed your hair a bit. I mean, (laughs) I do have days where I'll say to people, I'm not doing anything on any visual stuff because I don't want to comb my hair. I do comb my hair, but, you know, I don't want to be always having to um, be here. I want to actually break that up a bit, and it's good for me psychologically to do that. You have to self-protect. Yeah, well, I, I don't have any problems combing my hair, so possibly common. Yeah, I, I, I could get <laughs> out of bed. Job on me. <laughs> I get out of bed and look no different, to be honest, at all. Um, it's great that you, your business has grown despite the challenges of the virtual world, and obviously, you're a business that's very in person and everything else, and that's it's great to hear, actually. Yeah. Um, what What do you think the future of networking is now? Because as obviously, this online thing has opened up a whole host of stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm a uh, number of networking groups uh, like the chamber which are going to a more of a in-person and virtual they're doing a hybrid basically yeah. as, as as we go forward what's your thoughts on it and how can people uh, optimize and really take hold of this as they go forward well i think it's really exciting i mean we will go ebn we will go back face to face as soon as they will allow us to do that that's what we are some of the things that i do or I did before, I will do virtually. I will meet new members virtually uh, to have their one-to-one with me. Um, I will do some of my business meetings, my group director's meetings, apart from the Christmas one, when we give out, I give out presents, we will do virtual. But one of the exciting things is that let's say you could operate anywhere in the world. People are now thinking, well, I'll do virtual instead of doing face-to-face. So, you could go to Australia and do some networking because there's opportunities mm. where there were none before. And it's two ways. People have said, I'm going to arrange that. 
and people have become more receptive to it. And I think once we've got the option of doing face-to-face -face and virtual, people will feel they want to do virtual as well again, because at mm. the moment we're forced into it and people are getting tired of it. They want to actually, mm. you know, meet people. I mean, I did do a blog about is it ever okay to lick people because when we finally get together, I'm not sure shaking hands or doing a silly dance or hugging will be enough. So, you know, I thought I'd just put it out there and warn people. <laughs> oh, Glennis, it's uh, it's good to know you and, and you always make me smile. And, um, and and I thank you for today and for all your wisdom uh, and uh, and you're, you're passionate about networking and you just ooze networking. You make it look so easy. Um, but I know you work hard at it. It's not just about, it's not a natural thing. You have to work harder, as you say. It's like a skill. We need to learn our skills, understand our skills and sort of, so I put them in every day. So if people want to get to know you, connect with you and know a bit more about your business and where that can be, uh, how can they do that? Well, if you go to the website, it's probably the easiest one. So the usual www.ebn.uk.com. And if you can't remember, we're a UK business, but I'm more than happy to go international. That's how we got uk.com. Brilliant stuff. Excellent. Well, thank you for today. I really appreciated it. It's been great. Thank you for the opportunity. If you like this episode, then please do subscribe, do share with your friends, and do check out other episodes in the series. If you're looking for support and help in your organisation to create a resilient culture, then please do get in contact with me on julianrobertsconsulting.com. Thank you.